0: So all right i'm going to start the panel up my name's jeffrey wittenhagen i'm a gaming author right multiple books i have eight books published right now newest book the nintendo compendium that's the advanced copy uh rewind over here claimed it so <laughs> so it's, it's, it's his copy um and then this is the newest one that's available the nes oddities and the homebrew revolution it's all the weird and wild shit for the nintendo that you might not have played yeah. Um, There's Famicom in there that don't require Japanese to enjoy There's every Nintendo homebrew Over 500 brand new NES games That have been created aftermarket After the Nintendo was done Every? Oh yeah, every single one Um, Of course though, as the Nintendo homebrew does New games come out all the time Yeah, My own game is in there well, Cause I knew it was
1: coming you out You get those horrible Unlicensed titles too That like They make a Germany
0: engine. Oh yeah I got everything in there man Everything The ones that are done In Germany the Everything King King. So this was listed As a q and A. I've never done a QA and a At these things So Rewind's gonna ask me Some random ass questions um, And I'm also gonna talk About my next Kickstarter That's coming up So I did the Super Nintendo Say which one The complete SNES Last year uh, Which was a comprehensive Super Nintendo Collectors book That's 500 pages <laughs> So this year, I ran out of stock, and I have, like, two or 300 requests to get the book. So I'm like, do I just go back to Kickstarter and just do another print run? I'm like, no, I don't like free time. So I'm going to add Super Famicom to it that don't require Japanese to enjoy. That's an extra 130 pages. And I have the layoffs done already, by the way. I'll have to just write them now. The Great Battle in there? Mm-hmm. The Great Battle, all five. Yes. And The Gaiden 2. So there's are six great battles. <laughs> yeah. Great games. Yeah, they're, they're excellent. And they're all a little bit different genres, too. Every single one's a little bit different of a genre. Um, and that's the cool thing is, so, like, the Famicom, the Super Famicom, there's games in there that we didn't really even know much about, and there's going to be a few in there that are like, holy shit, what the hell is this? And it looks like a new Ninja Gaiden or a new Contra or something like that, and it plays really well. Like the Great Battle. Like the Great Battle. Yeah.
1: Literally he's a wild guns clone. You guys ever play Wild Guns? Know anything about it? No. Wild Guns, go. It's a it's like um what would you call it? You ever play Kabbalah or anything? It's a really weird it's, it's not like um it's not like Contra or anything, but your character's like on the front plane and you gotta shoot enemies in the back and you have like this cursor you can move around to point over them.
0: And it's in the Wild West. Yeah, it's really fantastic,
1: it's, it's hectic, it's got great music, like just mm-hmm. everything about Wild Guns is fantastic.
0: Yeah, and so the great battle. It's based off Gundam, SD yeah. Gundam, like and super deformed Gundam. <laughs> and so part five, they give it a Western aesthetic, yeah. and then it's like fucking wild guns or they <laughs> have little shit all <laughs> like over. robots and, like... <laughs> and I haven't even played it yet. I just literally built the layouts, and now I still have to play it and write my synopsis. But I can only write about three to four sentences about it because I have to keep it minimalistic. Yeah. Because I want to write about really quick, and they're like, all right, cool. And now you can load that on an Everdrive or an emulator Ever. and play it.
1: Play it. Go or
0: Col- Carlson over here, that's at every one of these damn yeah. East Coast conventions, has Super Famicom. Is, he may have it. That is the import guy. He will work with
1: you on everything, too. If you see something in there, he's not going to beat you over the head for it and give mm-hmm. you, like, it's just a, it's literally, it's, it's like any game you see on the floor, really. It's yeah. a suggestion price. You see something for $25, you are like, how about 20 <laughs> <laughs> If you're going out there, you're buying games for the price they have listed on it, guys. You're doing it wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean collecting though. One hundred and one. Everybody knows yeah. you got to go and collect for what you want mm-hmm. for the price you can mm-hmm. afford. I mean, and that's the other mentality. And we'll go full circle to why I'm going back to Kickstarter. So last year my books they were like sixty bucks a piece, five hundred pages, huge things. Mm-hmm. But I'm now a publishing company. I'm publishing the books. So I know what the prices are and if I order a bunch, I can bring the price down. So I'm paying it forward, everybody's supported me up to this point. I've had multiple successful Kickstarters. I'm dropping them down to 40 yeah. bucks a book now for a 630 page book. Four or five Kickstarters you've had Yeah. Now? And so like, and then I'm, what I'm going to do is make it a collector's piece and have a slipcase that you put over with a lentical mm-hmm. cover that's animated. The new artwork is a collage of the Super Nintendo instead of just like, Super, Super Nintendo God, man. Yeah, I guess
1: somebody liked this.
0: The, yeah, the there's. Cover. Uh, I the, think it's fucking dope. Whatever. And the, the original cover was cool. It was done by the guy from Garbage Pail Kids. A lot of people hated on it because it was like Super <laughs> Nintendo Man. Like I thought it was pretty cool. A lot of people it's it literally cool. like a, an exaggeration of Bruce Campbell. Yeah, <laughs> and there's literally a Reddit thread of people trashing that cover, and I'm like, really? I'm like okay or or maybe
1: even more like Simon Belmont from the cartoon yes like like Simon Belmont from Captain
0: N (laughs) and just to put things into perspective before we end this we're going to read an excerpt from the official guide to Mega Man from Steven Schwartz that I picked up here and I got a dollar off because I I bargained (laughs) Um, and in the back they do an interview with actually Mega Man so (laughs) one of us is going to play the Mega Man voice we haven't rehearsed or scripted shit like it's, it's a QA. and a so, so it's, <laughs> like we're, we're gonna read it off and, and it's it's funny as shit it's it's really bad it's gonna be good <laughs> all right so, so what do you want to know about my mentality just ask me whatever we didn't rehearse shit so didn't you kind of do like an
1: NES oddities book before you even did the NES book
0: no no the my so he's, he's referring to I actually had a book published by a European publisher in 2010. It was called Hidden Treasures, though, and it was every generation of consoles. I talked about Hidden Gaming Gems. The publisher changed the name from Hidden Gaming Gems to Hidden Treasures. Nothing to do with gaming. Yeah. Yeah, and if you could see it people listening on the podcast my face was looked like somebody farted <laughs> um, I mean, but, but basically like li- literally it was hidden gaming gems generation by generation so it wasn't a comprehensive collector's guide it was no, it's a, it a different stuff yeah but...
1: and they're and they're long reviews so you just basically wanted to expand on it
0: um well this is more collectors based because my first book that complete NES was me collecting the licensed NES collection and I kept on getting the same damn manuals and and I would get the same Box that I already had, and I'm like, oh yeah, because I have all the carts, And I'm like, pick up Contra again, a manual because it was a dollar.
1: <laughs> I hate that.
0: Man. Like, so sure. then I literally wanted a pocket guide, as you can tell, these fit in your pocket, right? <laughs> no, my books don't do that anymore. But I wanted a pocket guide to carry on the conventions and go. Oh, yep, I already have that fucker. And I hate using my phone yeah. for that. I hate apps when it comes to that. So the thing was, is when I went to Kickstarter, everybody got the big color version, the, the coffee table book. And then as my books got larger, they wouldn't really fit in the pocket anymore. They'd be a damn dictionary. So I stopped doing the pocket guides. So literally as I progressed, though, like I had – I was learning Kickstarter. I'm learning everything. And as I evolve, I'm making the quality better, page quality, you know, reaching out, collaborating with people. That's, a, that's another
1: thing you did, too, yeah. was you had um... – your original publisher didn't allow you to come down to the price you have on the books now no yeah Yeah, yeah, like they were originally 60 what are they like 40 now
0: yeah they're originally 60 now they're 40 and it was literally the the margins how much it cost me per book because I was using somebody else there was a middleman they're taking a cut now it's me and the quality so, is like, and the quality is better. So oh much better. So when it, they tell me, uh, "Oh no, you can't print on the the inside," like I want freaking awesome ass art on the inside of the cover. So you open it, it's white. And It hits you like right and away. Like, and I wanted a bookmark ribbon. I wanted full, <laughs> full shiny artwork and make it like as yeah. amazing as possible. Like I just want the highest possible quality that I could do. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was very... Yeah, it, was it, a mass it wasn't sentence. bad, but
1: it was just like... And
0: yeah, there was, it was really high quality compared to what's out there, but I want it better. And I want the price to be yeah, comparable. I want something better. that I can afford, too. Like, I want it to be an impulse <laughs> buy. <laughs> and so, like, $20 for a smaller book, 20 bucks, that's easy. easy. Are you
1: still making the smaller handheld books?
0: Um, so, I'm talking about, like, this will be $20. The compendiums that are, like, 250 pages, that'll be 20 bucks. Oh, I got you. The big ones that are 500 pages that you can bludgeon somebody to death with just for the weight alone, like, it, they cost more because of the page count. <laughs> so, those would be 40 bucks. Like,. But it's still, I'm, I'm paying it forward is what it is. Cause yeah. This is a passionate hobby for me. I work for a living, too. I work it, full-time job. He
1: literally finishes a book, and he's on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, but The other one hits the press, and he's like, all right, what
0: am I going to do? Well, it's there? like I'm, I just finished the layouts for the Super Famicom games. I still got to write those. I've already done the research for the complete Genesis. So, And I've already started to get collaborators yeah, to choose games. I updated the Excel spreadsheet, by the way. Yeah, all right, I and three. all the games are in there now for each, <laughs> each version, all the PAL exclusives, all the the Mega Drive games that don't require Japanese to enjoy the Sega CD games 32X Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't add those to the Excel but they're already researched Um, but yeah so literally there's people that are choosing up games and all the backers on Kickstarter can write as well so like they have Mm -hmm. the opportunity they just take the contributor tier and they can write in it Um, the Super Nintendo book that's going though that one's already written so there's not going to be a contributor tier for the Super NES, um, right, which is... we already had that opportunity with my when I originally released it. I'm just upping the bar for quality and dropping the price. I so, figure it's a win-win for everybody.
1: About how many games for the Super Famicom would you say you're adding to the Super Nintendo book?
0: Um, so the amount of games, it's roughly 130 pages, about 390 games. Jeez. So that would bring and, the total game count to what in the book. Oh uh, fuck done. <laughs> I don't know, like a like, little <laughs> over a thousand probably. <laughs> yeah, well there's definitely over a thousand. And I'm also adding another forty Super Nintendo homebrew games because I found a programmer who literally had a page where he was sharing all these games and it wasn't on Google, it's not searchable or anything. Oh, but I, f- I found him on a forum and he literally has these games that have parallax scrolling or shooters. Like they're not they're like more mini games, yeah. but they're there. And I include that stuff in my books. I include everything. Because if you want a new experience, oh, here it is. It's free. Here's the website. Like, that's what I That's what I do. Like, here in the digital-only section, it shows you where to get the game so you can play. So that's half the fun, is being able to actually experience something yeah, new yeah. on the NES. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely.
1: Yeah. hundred ten hundred percent. Like, mm-hmm. when I found Adventure Island 4, oh. it was amazing. <laughs> it's nothing like the first three Adventure Island games. This one is more of a Metroidvania, and it's like... I was blown back, man, and the fact like And that's we one of we two did, that we yeah, didn't get yeah, from the we, Adventure we Island. Season. Well there's a reason though, it was the last Famicom game released. They were already done publishing yeah. games over here exactly. in America for NES and it was just we weren't getting
0: that no matter what, man, unfortunately. Yeah. Alright, so And then there is the other Adventure Island game on the Famicom, the bugettes one, where you literally start with this little B girl and then you get Master Higgins afterward and it turns into Adventure Island. It's another one.
1: Oh, oh, it's just the same running run style, running gun mm-hmm. style. We'll it. it's, yeah, it's,
0: it's the fifth <laughs> Adventure Island game. Yeah. It's not numbered. No, yeah, Horrible. that's they're, they're both in the game. It's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Man, it's not comparatively to, <laughs> to even close oh, yeah. to four. four. No, no, four and four yes. actually turns turns it on its head where that adds RPG aspects yeah, as well, so which is awesome. It's a middle game. Came out on NES. Yeah, it's right here. It's in, it's in my book. Let's look in there. Dude, look at you, put, rewind. But
1: Adventure it's Island dropage. 4 is the final Famicom game.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's definitely So how the hell did they release it? I think it's under Takaishi Menji, right? Because yeah, it's, it's all called. under uh-huh. Menji. It is called <laughs> it, was, it was released in A seven, it's called Takaishi Menji, no baguettes honey. Oh, A. And you literally play as this honey chick, but after the second level you start to you start doing Master Higgins. And then they have us ninety four. I put hearts next to the ones that I enjoy That would be like a hidden gem Sort of in the book And then so like Super Star Force is actually a shoot 'em up with an action adventure aspect, which the original Star Force was literally just a shooter. That one actually has depth to it. Section Z, and style? nobody knows. Yeah, <laughs> like it's really good. And then there's games like Tasha Tasha Hiro Masashi, which is like a um, a really funny comedian based game. And oh, it's, it's like, not uh, really that good. JJ, and JJ Jeff, and Jeff yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the and Turbo graphics. So like, <laughs> I got all types in here though. But I literally play everything that I write about, and I write my initial synopsis as a reviewer. So like It's a cool thing Because like When I'm talking about A game that you grew up with It's like Oh yeah I remember Some of that And then you rekindle Your own nostalgia for it And you want to go Play the game That's cool To me that's That's the aspect The compendiums Are stories Our history yeah. On the system does, that, Those so, are a lot
1: of fun To write So like
0: he he, submit, he submitted One of his stories I put a, put in a bunch Of stories I put in a lot of them Because you know I gotta fill the gaps When yeah. people only Submit me one story When they say They gave me two Rewind <laughs> And, I mean, I've also done that with my 90s series where, like, Dan over there did a console war section since, you know, he kind of does a little bit of a YouTube channel on it. Maybe. Maybe. But a little bit. But uh, but really just people's experiences and the stories. That's the kind of stuff that will be lost if nobody records yeah, and it, and nobody's
1: recorded it yet. That article is actually quite funny too. Both of your parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, they're hilarious. I think it was um, Greg was talking about how in this neighborhood is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I used to like start to, used to incite this console
0: war. To yep. Stay. Yep. <laughs> And, and the thing is is those are cool stories because that's what you guys grew up with that was your, your experience I had a different experience and the thing is is like there's so many in there that's like I thought I knew it all on the Nintendo oh no there's still crazy shit like oh, what was it Jesse Hernandez which he was from he's the one of the guys who does Henshin Engine he was coming back from Mexico across with his Nintendo and he went to the border crossing he goes no he said what is that Nintendo he said he saw that, Thought the guard thought he said no Nintendo. <laughs> so he like, I was like <laughs> So that was his story in the book It's so funny I was like oh my god that's so good <laughs> So like that was It's just classic stories Like oh yeah I didn't even think about Like that would be a confusion back in the day But I guarantee you it's not the only one that that happened to him so, so, so The Super Famicom Super They fami. have a ton
1: of peripherals that we didn't see Sure And just like with the other book you put um, like all the different console variations that you were able to get yeah, at the time, you know, in box, like they had the. the, got, legends, that from no, the my,
0: got that from my buddy Captain Variants. So,
1: are you going to be adding any of those into there, like the, um, the Su Famie? So. Things like that, that Bandai made only
0: in Japan. I could do something like that. I have a stretch goal right now for doing like the bootlegs. Because there's a palatable amount, maybe fifty or sixty actual bootlegs that were released. There's a, I think there's like a Street Fighter Cross Tekken bootleg that was programmed. Tekken Take, Two. Yeah, well, it's really bad. <laughs> but they're like they're not that great, but they're they're there. There's a Sonic on there that somebody programmed that plays pretty tor- terribly. But oh they're, yeah. They're, they're bootlegs. Oh, but like that that's a section. So if I hit a stretch goal, I'll add it to the, and it'll give it another ten pages Ooh. in the book or something. This um, is too But, like, that would be the other thing is, like, the... So doing something like that would be cool. I I realized I missed something in this, and I fucking own it. What? I didn't put the the Sharp NES TV in my NES Oddities book, and I'm like, I have that. (laughs) like, damn it. (laughs) How could you not? (laughs) How did I forget that? Somebody asked me, where's the Sharp NES? I'm like... Damn it! So there's always <laughs> something that you forget, like... Reprint. <laughs> yeah, reprint now. <laughs> I mean, you edit it when you get the next run Sure, print running, yeah. If you get another print run. it will be a long time. Bad? Yeah, it will be right. a long time. I got a lot of books in, in the future before that. Dude, it'd be really
1: nice to see, like, do you know what the family is? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's a different version of the Dude. Well, they made special cards for it, too. And, and the Bandai games that
0: yeah. were able to be played mid, like, it's, uh, it's really cool, like, and... Gundam generation. Gundam <laughs> And the thing is, is that there's the um, the possibilities are endless when you're adding to a system. You can always go deeper and further. I mean, I could go broadcast satellite games. Um, that would be pretty cool to jump oh, yeah. into. I yeah. could jump into all the actual fan translations that have came out for the Japanese RPGs. That would be a cool thing to know. Yeah, like you know, secret of Man. Yeah. that. That'll actually be in the <laughs> section though, because I'll put in Japanese games that you can kind of muscle through, even though you can't read Japanese, because that's still enjoyable. That's the hard part though, is making that when I play it, making that decision on what I want to include and what I don't. But the thing is though, is as I raise funds on the Kickstarter, if it raises funds, I'll add stretch goals. I think adding a, a SNES. Accessories peripherals and, and peripherals, because like yeah. I didn't do an expansive peripherals in the complete SNES. I just did yeah, like right. a general overview, mm-hmm. so I can do that as that's a good one actually. And I'm always open to suggestions because yeah, it would be probably another twenty pages, hmm? but you do a SNES oddity book? Hmm? No, <laughs> hmm? you can do an SNES. I don't think that's enough. Well, right. it's it's literally going to be the completes are going to be with the oddities now. Uh, um, yeah. So all the homebrew, everything that's in this and the complete is the super complete SNS. There is no necessary need for the added.
1: Necessary <laughs> need <laughs> for the added. Thanks for coming out, guys.
0: Thanks for coming out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind Michael be here all day and no. seeing the panels. <laughs> I'm leaving right now. Yeah. So um Yeah, so basically my mentality though Is I want to add a little bit extra Just so the people that previously had the other book Have a reason to check out the new one With the new price and get the upgrade quality Like me Yeah, and um, (laughs) you know Maybe I'll do another stretch goal as a second bookmarker (laughs) Because like this book's going to be 630 pages, fucking huge I
1: thought you were setting up the bookmarks with it
0: well, ones. there's also this. The, the ribbon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's going to be the classic yeah. stretch goal where I do bookmarks as well with it, of course. So you're mm-hmm. going to combine the compendium
1: with the Super Nintendo book now?
0: No. No, the compendium will still be a separate book. Um, that's 200, 300 pages. It's a lot of pages. Yeah, that It would uh, be yeah, I, a 1,000-page book. Now, when I do one. these leather-bound tomes mm. where I have the books rebound at an 1800s bindery in leather. And gold gilded and they cost like $500 a piece to do but the covers has come out fantastic it looks amazing So the, so the Super Nintendo one was the complete SNES and compendium together it was 750 pages yeah. uh, for this oddities one I did a, a one where it's this book, this book and the complete NES so it's a thousand page tome <laughs> the main hard part is that they have to actually make this metal stamp thing that costs a lot of money so, I already did a demo of the complete NES's art as a stamp, so that's already paid for. So, I was able to do, like, a giant fucking book for the same price. But I do a lot of that shit just because I can. Just because it's cool. Well, I
1: mean... I mean, that's also, like you said, it's up to the, the backer if that's what they want. If they don't, then, you know, it just
0: doesn't matter. people back it all. Yeah, they're... People like it. So, it's like, I'll keep doing it then. That's cool. Like, why not is the thing. Like, it's literally, like, if they're willing to pay what it costs to do it, I'll... Go through the moon Jump through hoops Alright
1: Off, off the Super Nintendo Real quick Weird yeah. question with sure. the, um, When you released The NES book Yeah You came out with that Box With all those Homebrews in it Or was that for this That was for this one Where the Where'd you get that Idea from bro That was so
0: Outrageous So what he's talking about it was, Is the How much was it The, the best remember. of NES Homebrew box set So brand NES Homebrew game. games Are you know Brand new games That were released and I did 12 NES homebrew games in a wooden box with custom art. You haven't even seen the finalized art that I just got two days ago, and it looks freaking amazing.
1: I want some of those
0: games too, man. Yeah, like and Revalia. like Legends of Alias yeah. in their battle, kid. Um, Armed Halloween for Halloween Battle, Horror. Haunted Halloween '86. Uh, there was a ton. I don't think I saved it on my phone actually. Yeah, um, I got it though. I'll show it to you to after the after the panel. Um, but but literally it is a wooden box set that houses all the games card only. And then the art on the front is wood laser etched wood burned and varnished. And I think it was 600 bucks is what it costs to do. Um, I, so literally the you box get a lot it
1: though, man.
0: Yeah. Like. And so like I told and I told the guys who were making the games like charge whatever like I'm doing this to support you guys. I there people are buying the book. I'm good. So, like, whatever it costs. So, like, literally, they all quoted me what the game prices were, and then I got the quote from the box guy, and now... So the art's with the box guy, and he's making the boxes right now. And they'll ship them to me, and I'm going to ship them all out, hopefully, in the next week or two. Damn. Like, you yeah. got the games right huh? Yeah, the only thing they won't get is the new book yet. Did you get the... Uh, what was that one game
1: you were waiting for, a lot jammer?
0: Yeah, I got Logjammer, I was wait. I- ironically, I was waiting for the retro USB games, Battle Kid Two and um, Assemble, which were have been out. I almost bought Battle Kid today. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah, Battle Kid Two is excellent. They're both like Mega Man style clones, but you die in one hit. One hit. Yeah. Oh my god. one. Oh, wow. Man- huh? So it's it's fun. Yeah. It's
2: brutal. Yeah. It the, really, well,
0: the, the fun aspect is is that literally after about four to six screens, you can save. So you save your process progress. So then when you get past those six screens you save, oh shit, now you can progress a little save, further. Progress a little Gene. further. What but, but that's the save in the game. It's a le- legitimate save. So that's the cool aspect yeah. is, is that you can continue to make progress with it even though you're dying. I did a um a speed run on the boss fights and got a record on it so that I was able to get the limited edition of part two. For the first battle kid, so I have both le's number twelve, and they made thirty-three of each. So I got both at battle kid and battle kid one, battle kid one and battle kid two le's with matching number. So you had to help pull the highest record in the. Uh, he yeah, basically Savak. Um, he made battle kid purposely because he's a speedrunner. He likes speedrunning Mega Man, right. and so you could literally hold right, and if you figure out the timing, you can go through the Just whole game. Go. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a really cool aspect of it So what he did was he just did a competition after Battle Kid 1 When he was doing Battle Kid 2 And he said I'm going to do this competition Whoever gets the top time uh, gets to buy a copy of Battle Kid 2 And the rest he was like giving away to friends Or auctioned off for a ridiculous amount of money
1: Is that why they have one in here for 70 bucks?
0: I, that's probably just the normal edition It's green It's, it's green. probably just the normal uh, edition yeah, so the uh, limited edition has, like, a little bar on it, and it came, in a, it came in a clamshell case, which he did a clamshell case, which is the only boxed version of yeah. their first first Battle Kid was in the limited edition run, <laughs> so. this is the second copy on, on the floor here today? There's, no, somebody had Battle
1: Kid 1. Oh, one. oh Battle Kid 1? Yeah,
0: 70 bucks. In a box? No, it's loose. Yeah, it's probably the normal release. It has in, like, one of those plastics. No, I mean, if you go to RetroUSB.com, it's still for sale there, so yeah. I don't know if, like... Just paying for a convenience charge to, to get it now. No, <laughs> and then, of course, those are all in here. I actually split up the homebrew section by released games, digital games, limited editions, which I tried to estimate the amount available, if, if known, or I put unknown. Um, and then the upcoming games, which obviously some of the upcoming games now were released um, because you know time has happened since I sent this to the publisher. And there was another game... Uh, that actually is really awesome by Mega Cat that was l- announced like Justice Duel which plays Dead presidents. what's you, that it, new
1: one that the dudes who made Haunted Halloween are coming out so
0: that one's called Full Quiet uh, bro and it looks really awesome they're like in the woods um, yeah I talked with Greg at, a, at Pittsburgh when I was down in Pittsburgh we were drinking a beer and he was telling me about it I'm like that game sounds awesome yeah. and, and there's so much parallax scrolling like a and they're survival, doing rotation like, with it it's a survival game the that NES they're game. doing. That's so great. And it's like contra-style shooting. shooting uh, it's a bunch got day to night cycles, like. And on the NES it's on Kickstarter right now. Like yeah. it's. Um, I like how they did with the the, the, the intro video. Like yeah. For Kickstarter, they made it look like it was like the '80s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the movie like, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Was like, That's awesome. And the thing is, they said that they um, put that together pretty quickly, too. Like, near the end, they're like, oh, yeah, we put this together quickly. I'm like, dude, it looks, the, looks great. The trailer? Yeah, the trailer. Like, It's like, that shit looks good. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But that's the cool thing, though, is that, like, in 2017, you're you know, here, we can get brand new NES experiences like when we were kids, getting the new fucking game. Ridiculous. And that's for Nintendo. Super Nintendo's a little less frequent. Genesis is a little more frequent than Super NES. But there's, there's quite guys, a few. There,
1: there were no tools to make NES games back then. No. Okay. Everything was literally made from scratch or yeah. no tools at all for the creators. Exactly. So like these people that are making games now are out of their
0: mind. Like yeah. I I wouldn't even comprehend coding for an NES, like well, at all. If you wanna comprehend the madness of coding, follow Joe Granado online. He mm-hmm. posts these blogs about the and pulling his hair out, programming uh, Mystic Searches that he's working on, an action RPG like Zelda, where you can jump and shit. And, like, he's posting the coding parts, too, but he's like, oh, yeah, I wanted to change this one thing, and it broke the whole fucking game and wasted a whole month of my time! Like, just, I'm like,
1: holy coding's shit! Coding's a bitch. If you make one thing a capital letter instead of lowercase, your whole... Oh, yeah. Your whole
0: thing is messed up. Absolutely, and it gets crazy. The, the brand new NES experiences are cool, but, yeah, it really is maddening. You can literally make one mistake in coding, and fucking ruin weeks of, of programming <laughs> so that might be a good segue actually into talking about black box challenge oh yes actually, oh, i actually have a copy of it <laughs> he has a copy of it he has that's the guy yeah. with the last copy 300 bucks bro it's yours so don't even i would on, sell it anyway so, i want to play it first at least. this this right here is here let me see it it's Jeffrey Wittenhagen's Black Box Challenge. Uh, when I did my first NES book, I'm like, well, nobody really knows who I am as an author, so what if I pair it with a, a Nintendo homebrew? Um, I reached out to the homebrewers, and go, do you have anything available that you can release when I release my book? And I was like, that'll be pretty easy to do, right? So I get with Sly Dog. he's like, what if we make a Nintendo game where it's an RPG where you collect Nintendo games? <laughs> and we call it... Black Box Challenge where you collect the NES Black Box games, you know, and we'll call it Jeffrey Wittenhagen, you know, kind of like Danny Sullivan's Indie Heat And I go, oh yeah, like Mike Tyson's Puncher, right? He's like, no, Danny Sullivan's Indie Heat And I'm like, dude Okay um, So anyways, he's like, yeah, but not only are you going to Play the games and collect them But when you get the game, you're going to go Back to your house in the game And you're going to play a mini game based on that That's going to unlock your abilities in the RPG And he made it and it's fucking amazing. It took him two years, though. Speaking of NES code, two years. It took him two. He's like, yeah, I'll have it done. And this was in 2015. I'll have it done by November. I'm like, so I put April. I put I added six months to it. I put April 2016 as the due date. I was like, yeah, I'll we'll give you an extra six months. No problem. Like, that way you have some time. Mind you, people backed it, too. So they were waiting for this team. So, So the first issue that he made when he was programming this, as a programmer, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to do four-way scrolling which is a bit when you do the coding that you select. Here's the problem, none of the emulators support that. The emulators, even. So you can't even, he couldn't even test the game for the first year of programming. So he, when he would tested, he'd have to take, do one little change in the code, change one fucking number. He had to burn it to a ROM, play it in the Nintendo. And like, he was he was going crazy. Gosh. So he had to have somebody reverse engineer an emulator <laughs> to get one to work that, pro, that worked with the ROM that he was making. And then basically we have a special mapper in here. Like it's crazy, crazy expensive to make the game. Um, the irony is too. On the back, there's a screenshot. They changed the graphical style after I, I did the boxes. I did the ba- the boxes in April to the last year, <laughs> in the whole year. He's actually it. He made more like an actual RPG now. It looks the graphics are really cool now. He had this isometric style back The thing
1: about the messed up box art on the back is it perfectly fits with an NES game. Yeah.
0: the other thing is, (laughs) this battle right here, that that never happens in the game. You don't find more than one YouTuber. (laughs) You fight YouTubers and collectors and resellers. (laughs) There's like this really big fat chick and she's called a hoarder and she gives you more manuals than the other guy than the normal collector and so but the thing that's really cool about this though is that there's even a like a a world record holder in the game it's called Chad and he, like, challenges you to, to, to beat his score when you go play it. And then it shows, like, it shows, like, Chad's score on the actual thing. you got to beat his score. And, like, there's so many really cool games in this. And the thing is, so there's 30 black box games. There's 32 games in the, in, in the game. And then there's only 30. There's two, bon- there's two bonuses. And then there's only 30 releases of and this. So, <laughs> yeah. So I only did. So there's 30 black box games, right? There's only 30 copies of this. <laughs> Kind of did that as a, as a tribute. Um, and these are sold out. I did 80 of the regular CIBs, which is how many sold. Um, and I, those are sold out. Um, I did a bunch of card onlys. Those are sold out. Um, the next release I'm doing, which is my final release of Jeffrey Wittnagin's Black Box Challenge, will be on Nintendo Age. And it's literally going to be a translucent, translucent cartridge really cool. that has a translucent label. That there's a bunch of little cartridges, all 30 Black Box teams, inside the cartridges that kind of float around. And then They're just like it's, little cutouts. And but it's, it's so in a cool wooden box that's hand stained and varnished by me with a bunch of vinyl stickers on it, and it's all labeled. I'm doing it on Nintendo Age forums because that's when I got into homebrew collecting. There was the Nintendo Age limited editions. I'm only doing 10. And I'm doing it as an auction. Um, so you, have, you just have to be a Nintendo <laughs> Age member to look at it, um, check it out. It might go cheap, you never know, because limited edition auctions aren't what they used to be on Nintendo Age, but I'm doing it as straight as a tribute. Um, I think I think it costs like about a hundred to do so I'm gonna put the starting bid at a hundred people got to bid 10 up ten dollars increments no no cents no dollars at least 10 bucks up so we'll see how it does anything I make over my shipping costs that I came out of pocket which was two grand by the way it was freaking insane I undercharged for international shipping um, I'm gonna uh, donate back to the programmer though so it'll be like it's two grand plus the cost of the carts. And then I'm gonna give anything that that auction makes. The chill so too? the thing that's gonna also you're gonna go damn about is that um, John Riggs has a copy, and he took it over to Metal Jesus' house when they recorded their newest episode on NAS Homebrews, and they're gonna talk about Black Box Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's about to get viral.
2: <laughs> so- <laughs>
0: This game's about to be worth it's, like $500. Does it work
2: on a Retron 5?
0: It doesn't work on an emulator. I haven't tested it in a Retron 5. It does work in an AVS, though. AVS, yeah. Mm-hmm. It does work in an I'll AVS. I want to, to test that. Yeah, let me know if it doesn't. um... I, I literally... So here's a good story about Black Box. I've, it tracks your progress. It tracks how many um, how many games you have, how many hints you've gotten. Because there's a secret thing that you can do in it. But basically, it's like you find out like how they attack and stuff, but you have to use an ability to get it. Um, and there's an extra hidden secret, and it, and it tracks your percentage. I got 100% in it. But here's the irony. So I got 99%. And then when I went to the credits, the game was all fucking glitched. You couldn't read anything. It was all garbled. And I told the programmer, he's like, oh, I don't know what happened. It's crazy. Somehow, after I got 100%, it was fixed. <laughs> I was like, you son of a bitch. You programmed that in. Like, damn it. And, like He was messing with everybody, though. Because There's one game in there that's one of the non-black boxes that's kind of a play on something. Swallow? No, that's not a black box game. That's a play on something. I mean, it's in a black box, though. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool, though. The game is really fun. It kind of has a... Mike Tyson's punch-out aspect to it, which is weird, because... So it's an RPG. Yeah, I thought it was more turn-based. But It's turn-based, but there's no no health items. Your HP replenishes after every battle, and so you have these moves to attack, and you have these moves to defend or dodge. So you could literally defend and dodge every single attack once you get all the defense stuff. So then it becomes more of a... Dodge everything and not take any damage, so you can destroy them as fast as possible. And there's this stamina bar that slowly fills up on both sides. So if you're fighting the fat hoarder who has a really slow thing, you might be able to get in two or three attacks before she can. angry comment, blame insult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of attacks are those? Yeah, and there's like these. There's there's a whole pirate ship where you fight pirates, and yeah, there's classics. I mean, what might what kind of game might you get on a pirate ship? Pirates a black box game. NES black box game. Who might be a Sailor Man?
1: Oh wow, yeah, sure.
0: (laughs) So pop, like pop, I the Sailor Man because I play with my mom. I used to play with my mom. It's like like classics, though. Like there's a lot of cool play on words and cool stuff in there. So every game that you collect, you take it to your house. You play mini game based on that game, and then you unlock an ability in the game. What's going on, Mario? <laughs> so yeah, you unlock an ability though for each one. It's really, really cool. So yeah, it's it's a it's a really fun game. I think that after I do my limited edition release, that the programmer may do a normal card-only release with infinite NES Lies, who's the only guy that does the boards right now. Because like it it uses save, but there's no battery on it. It's flash memory save. So it's like this new thing that it won't like, you know, leak all yeah. over everything <laughs> and all that shit. I don't know. Um, so I mean, it's a cool thing, and it, it was really cool for me to see um, how NES games are made, the mentality behind programming for Now I got my name on before. a video game, bro. Now I got my name on a video game. It's pretty fucking fucking rad. <laughs> you got your name
1: on a video game, bro.
0: Yeah, he he, he, may, he may he may remo- he may remove my name when he does a normal release. Just called Black Box Challenge. I but, I told me either way. But, That's. Huh? You paid for this game to be developed. Yes, I did. But if that's you okay. If
1: name, I would burn him.
0: You will burn him? I will burn him. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> all good, man. It's all good. Um, but the thing that's really cool about it, too, and that I made a mistake with, is I, pr- I completely assembled the whole fucking thing. <laughs> so I got sent the boards. Oh, God. And the cartridge shells. And the stickers. And so I was doing live stream of me fucking putting it all. people were commenting and like I, it, I saw you it was, doing the it was pretty funny though. Had the game everything and so like literally Slido just did a program he's alright you're good <laughs> but my thing is I put everyone in a box protector because I'm a damn collector, and I don't want a box not in a box protector. I like, agree. Like, and the thing is that's also double protection. So when I ship it in the box with Bubble Rat, even if they jump on the damn thing, at least you got an extra layer of protection so it won't come fucked up when somebody gets it. And they're all collector's items. cardboard like, boxes usually get trashed yeah. quickly too, man. And the thing is is that this was way more expensive on the Kickstarter too. Like the limited editions were really expensive back then these are just the extra ones that I made they were $255 on Kickstarter I'm forever grateful
2: <laughs> <That>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so I just had a couple extra ones I'm like well people need to play this game that's my thing and that's always been Sly Doc mentality too is they want people to be able to play the games so I want to get these all out so that way if they can do a regular edition run it probably won't be with the artwork because it's, I'm on it if he removes my name but <laughs> So the other thing I'm doing because I'm a writer, I'm doing a strategy guide for the game but I'm not doing a normal strategy guide. <laughs> That's I'm going to do a worlds of power style narrative about Black box Challenge I was just telling him about those books and I'm not gonna I don't think I'm gonna do it I was gonna do initially do it Choose your own adventure but that would be a fucking nightmare. So I think I'm just gonna literally do the narrative. I already wrote the first three chapters before you even get out of the initial house and it's really fun. And I I made it really cool, and it'll literally give you hints on if you get stuck somewhere. So it'll be like your own adaptation, basically. Yeah, how the story exactly how they did it with Worlds of Power. They took the narrative, they changed some stuff. The Blaster Master book, some of the stuff in Blaster Master Zero that was new was from the Worlds of Power book because I I have all the Worlds of Power. So I'm calling it Twisted Realities, and I'm going to use the same exact style. Like I'm going to take a make it look like it was from Worlds of Power with all the different style but it'll be Black Box Challenge I'm gonna do one on Henshin Engine for the PC Engine I'm not just gonna do NES games I'm gonna do all indie so anybody who's an indie developer that wants a cool ass narrative book I'll do one they're gonna take some time to come out because I'm working on massive fucking collector books too but I'll make it happen. As you can tell, he's got a passion for writing about video games. <laughs> a little bit, a <laughs> little bit. Dan's like, "How the fuck do you do? I'm OCD. Like that's how I do it. I'm obsessive compulsive. I can come here and do public speaking too. It's fine. But that's like, like it's just, horrible. it's just really fun. Now here's the thing: we're going to blow up people's mind. I can take this freaking narrative, and you remember, I did VGBS video game bullshit on a cartridge. My no. my podcast. I know about it, but I didn't so, Did you get that? That's a text based yep. version right. of, where you can read the synopsis of our episodes. And it has chiptune from Z who's a you know an actual he, Chiptune artist he he really me one of the songs really cool, off dude. Of that card. It's really So, so here's good, the man. thing. You can go through the game and read the text on all our episode synopsis. AKA I have a text editor that can go on a Nintendo cartridge to read text, aka The Twisted Realities books can be playable and read on a Nintendo cartridge. I could release an NES version of my strategy guide that you can play on an NES and read it with music. I have a text editor for The Legend of Zelda 2. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that would be pretty freaking rad. I got a guy, actually, the guy who does Henshin Engine is going to do a version of Black Box Challenge, but do a collaboration of all the characters from the Black Box games. So that'll be the. I'm gonna change the art though for the for the book, and then gonna be like a beat-em-up? Or no, just the artwork. So black box games. So there's 30 games. So like so he's, he's, just gonna change he's gonna do. And stuff he's basically. he's not gonna do the sprites. He's gonna draw. He's a he's an artist. So he's gonna do his artistic representation of a collage of all the characters from the black box games. That'll be the artwork for that for that one. I think it'll look really cool. Um, instead of just doing this art again on a on the same game. People would be confused. As long as it's different art, I don't think it would be as confused. No, these won't play on a PAL system, right? Yeah, they'll, they'll work on a PAL system. Basically, you just press reset and it'll change the region. Really? Yep. That's, That's all actual um, reproductions and homebrews. That board that Memblers made does that. Memblers is what I call the Yoda of NES programming. The reason why new boards exist is because of Memblers. He's the one who first did it, and the people did cheaper, like bootlegging. So whatever so, that guy's name is. Do you remember uh, the whole reproductions are going to blow out your Nintendo co- Nintendo console? I think it was more capacitors people were complaining about. So, might I asked capacitors. Memblers, Man. and the thing was, is one guy was trolling me. He was going on our live streams on VGBS, talking shit like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. So, I'm like, all right, so I'm going to talk with Memblers. I don't care who you talk with, my guy's smarter. I'm like, so the guy who wrote, who made the boards wouldn't know? Okay. So, I asked him, and it was who so he said, the retro USB power packs, the Everdrives, they all have a ton of capacitors. Mm-hmm none of those will have an issue now the Chinese bootlegs where they cuss, cut costs and everything and yeah. cut shit out of it you don't know um, it could but it, <laughs> is, is it going to produce enough heat to fry your system? No yeah, that's the other thing Th- that's
1: like the, the, the Street Fighter 2 thing
0: yeah so on the Street Fighter 2 I don't it know if you guys realize like the, the repro that um, Capcom is commissioning uh, you are know all making them, from right? From the Retrotainment, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, the dudes um, are making... Uh... I think it's a cool little collector's piece that the Capcom's actually licensing a reproduction game. It's cool. Um, it's not for me. But it's cool. It's literally an
1: unmodified ROM of Street Fighter 2. Yeah. It doesn't even say, like, you know, 30th anniversary when you fire it up or
0: 20th, wasn't no. The 20th. No, they didn't edit the code at all. Nothing. So, but the thing is, it's still cool. But, but there's a, a, a there was phone. there was a disclaimer that says may melt your console or something on the actual.
1: It just thing. basically like, said if you play this game in your Super Nintendo, keep a fire extinguisher next to you.
0: <laughs> 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 it says
1: that. It's it's literally just them covering their ass. Because the consoles are old, yeah. You know, they don't they don't know what the condition of your console is. You've, That's your, true. Your specific console, so it's just them covering their ass. That's it, really. Exactly. Beautiful. Like people literally took it and ran with it. It was ridiculous. <laughs> They're like, oh man, I gonna burn your house down. Like I saw I saw it all over Facebook. Facebook and Twitter and like, like guys, common sense, man. Come on, dude. Nah. You know it's not going to set your system on fire. What are you stupid? You just started collecting. You just start playing video games. You think
0: game? if anything, I think Street Fighter Alpha Two would set your Super
1: Nintendo on no. fire no. no. that actually gets your system really. Here was the
0: thing that playing. was pretty crazy though. So the guy was the one guy that was you know friends with the guy who wrote the article yeah. was was mad. And, I had an EverDrive in my Versus Red Tent arcade, which has a converter to play Nintendo cartridges in it. So I had this this cartridge converter in a Play Choice ten slot that had a uh, converter to play my Famicom EverDrive in it. So it was like this multiple something from like the Sega Genesis. This is good acoustics in here, by the way. Awesome. Fucking awesome. You're nailed that. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> um, but anyways, though, like... <laughs> tell them, yeah. You guys, want, you guys want the sound system on? To speak for you? No, we're good. No,
2: no, no,
0: I mean, we're just talking shit. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, Thank you want to talk shit loud enough for them to hear you in that room, that's the question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no.
0: we, we, we got these huge uh, speakers for you down here. Yeah. You use the mic. We can just talk in here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Where were we going at Before we sidetracked from the... St- I think you're about to start reading from that book. Not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so, so yeah, anyways, it's not going to melt it. But my Red Tent Arcade, so that legitimately, with that crazy combination, took more power, not less, because that was less power was the article. It took more power than the actual Red Tent could produce, and it actually fried my power supply on the fucking Red Tent. Um, I replaced the power supply. I didn't solder it or anything, which I could have. I don't know how to do that. Um but I replaced it. It works fine. I'm not putting any Ever Drives in it. I have a homebrew in mine right now. It's called Kevin Power in Too Many Games, which was a convention exclusive a few years ago. You run over people in Too Many Games. You run over people as a car. So my daughter it. plays it. And she loves it. Oh, a five-year-old. <laughs> so, the only one I know from Too Many Games. So before it gets too late, let's let's read the official guide... To Mega Man I found this here at ABGC It's written by Stephen Schwartz In 1991 By Compute Publications The reason why we're reading it So this is like a guide There's really cool hand drawn art in here Even the energy tank is kind of off cantered It's pretty cool though Like I like that it's custom um, and they do a lot of little screen grabs. Oh, geez, Somebody had their actual passwords in there. That's Dan cool. saw this. Dan that. saw this was looking through it. And I'm like, but what Dan saw that nobody else who saw this book at the convention saw is what we're about to read <laughs> in the back here. <laughs> here. So, who does the better Mega Man voice, Dan? You or Rewind? Uh, wait, come over here, and so we can record it. Let's let's hear your Mega Man voice. And are
2: we gonna do the Mega Man voice or the Mega Man
0: voice? Do this Mega Man voice. Let's hear yours now. Which you want, the cartoon or the, the show? Let's make Mega it s- s- compete. That's that's his voice.
2: Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, kind of like what he sounds like. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and we'll smoke he a pack of he methos. He like a frog, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's, that's what
0: Mega sounds like <laughs> So so this is an interview With the actual character Mega Man I think you guys should switch off Versus yeah, okay. That's what we're going to do yeah, so we Have Rewind Mike and, and Dan over here From Council Wars Switch off huh? Five minutes Oh no this is going to take six minutes We're good <laughs> Alright so Although Mega Man can't speak he does have a handy communications port built in his left-end effector. We hooked a video terminal to the port and allowed the author to talk directly to Mega Man's central processing unit. <laughs> so that's, so I'm playing the part of Steven Schwartz, and Dan and Rewind will be playing the part of Mega Man. So, now that the great mining wars are over, at least for the time being... We're grateful that you're taken that you've taken time out of from your vacation to talk with us. What exactly does a robot do on vacation?
2: Go ahead. <clears throat> we do just what humans do: sit by the pool, sip WD-40 coolers. <laughs> Actually, it's summer now. I suppose I should be drinking a lighter weight oil. Uh, uh, uh. Can you hand me that turtle wax, please? I don't want to burn. <laughs> <laughs> the puns!
0: That answer is hardly what we'd expect to hear
2: from a robot. Dr. Wright. Dr. Wright? Yeah, that's what Doc- I just said when I oh, okay. Dr. Wright. <laughs> Dr. Wright recently developed a chip that gave me a human-like personality. I guess it's like me. a super warrior wasn't enough. He wanted to be lovable, too. But now I have an emotional presence, the maturity of an adult male. <laughs> So you'd better think twice about cutting me off on the interstellar freeway. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let me just ignore that, huh? <laughs> Now that Capcom stimulations of your great battles have made you so popular, our readers have many questions about you. First, what? Are you a man, machine, or both?
2: Well, actually, I'm a 100%
0: robot, all machine, baby. Technically,
1: because I was designed to look like a human, I could be considered an android. <laughs> <Cool>.
0: <laughs> Before the first great mining war, how did you escape Dr. Wiley's programming?
2: <clears throat> I hid in a broom closet. No, it was really just an accident. Dr. Wright had taken me to a remote lab for a quick tune-up and an oil change. <laughs> I wasn't around when Dr. Wiley, he was doing his dastardly work. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you
0: live when you aren't wandering around the galaxy making things safe for democracy? <laughs> oh,
2: democracy. I mean democracy. <laughs> Dr. Ray constructed a special pedestal for me in his lab. When I stand on it, pop open panels on the bottoms of my foot pads automatically slide back. I'm fed a constant stream of energy through these pedals, enough to keep me in constant state of readiness should I be called into battle. That's what I do instead of sleeping. During the day, we use the lab's advanced monitoring equipment to keep an eye on the mining plants. Mining planets. (laughs)
1: Planets.
2: (laughs) Where's Rush? Why don't I see him around? Okay. Hey,
1: robot dogs need a break, too. He's probably chasing the mail truck again. (laughs) He caught it last week. We had to bring in some heavy-duty excavating equipment to dig
0: it up. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a monologue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should have seen the mess. There were publishers clearing house envelopes everywhere. <laughs> There's something you should know about Rush. When Dr. Wright designed him, he made the mistake of patterning Rush's brainwaves after those of a hell puppy.
0: hell puppy.
1: Rush is playful and loyal, but not as bright as we'd like him to be. <laughs> I guess I should be grateful that he's willing to transform on command when I asked for the Rush jet,
0: He should... <laughs> He could run off and tear up some newspapers instead. <laughs> While the official guide to Mega Man was being written, you had the opportunity to see rough drafts of the manuscript. What did you think of it?
2: Oh, God. You know, I think it was quite a flattering portrait to me. <laughs> Is that too immodest for me to say? <sighs> Until Dr. Wright added a personality chip, modesty or lack wasn't. Well, modesty or the lack of it wasn't an issue Any clothing thoughts for our readers? <laughs> yes When they're trying to save the mining planets In Mega Man, Mega Man 2, Mega Man 3 Or Mega Man in Dr. Wily's Revenge Practice helps <laughs> Even a super robot like me Couldn't make it through every battle the first time If they practice hard enough To pay attention to the tips In Dr. Schwartz's book <laughs> Anyone should be able to master The Mega Man Simulations also, don't be surprised if this isn't the end of Dr. Wiley. Oh, we're not. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> oh, definitely not. No <laughs> matter, make matter how furry. often I put him back in his place, he has a nasty habit of coming back for more. Watch the magazines and your local toy stores for news concerning the next chapter, chapter is <laughs> this continuing
0: saga. <laughs> so, so we're getting cut off here. Um, so, I'm Jeffrey Whittington. You can check me out at hagansalley.com. Um, and of course, you know, if you want to get the best scoops in the NES oddities and the homebrew revolution, <laughs> please check out my books at the table at the merch table here at AVGC. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>